Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Well, we are about to welcome our first guest of the day. And I am super excited to talk to her because she is doing big things out there in the ATL. We want to make a big Reality Check, welcome right now to Tamika Foster Raymond. Tamika, it's great to see you. How are you? Tamika, are you there? Tamika? Okay, well, let's see if we can. uh, Okay, yep. We'll try to get Tamika back uh, and uh, we will work out that sound because she's got a lot of exciting things to talk to us about. One of those things is her new reality show, and she is also doing a clothing line. So we are going to get all the information about that. And if you don't know, Tamika Foster Raymond has been an A-list, well, she still is an A-list stylist, styling artist, including Jay-Z, Tony Braxton, Mary J. Blige, Lauren Hill, and of course, her former husband, Usher Raymond. And she has a brand new clothing line and a brand new reality show that is called Bold and Bougie. And that is going to premiere on WeTV in February. And of course, you know that her ex, well, he's doing something pretty special. He is doing the Super Bowl this year. Yep, he is doing Super Bowl 58 and he is going to be the halftime performer. That is going to be on February 11th on CBS at 6.30 p.m. EST. And you know, it is going to be KC versus San Francisco. And, uh, you know, who you got in that? I don't know. I mean, I would love to see. Truthfully, I think I'm going to have to give it up to the 49ers. I think that's what I said my pick was anyway. It's going to be the 49ers. But one thing I do know, if I know nothing else, Usher's going to kill it on that halftime show. So Tamika, are you there? Can you hear us now? Here. How are you? I am doing so well. Tamika Foster Raymond, how are have things been in the ATL? And are you excited about your new reality show? I am excited. I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous naturally. You know, reality can be fun, but it can be challenging because you have to wait for the edit. I haven't seen it, so I don't know yet. You know, I'm just nerve, a little nerve wracking. Well, I know that you're working with Carlos King on that, and it seems as though he's done so many reality shows. He is actually my former colleague at BET, so you must feel that you could trust uh, in what Carlos is doing because he's had so many successful shows before. 100%, 100%. And, but you know, for me, it's not about just the success as far as the the, um, the magnitude or volume of the show. It's me. I just want to make sure it's successful in terms of how I'm portrayed. You right. Know? Um, I, a success to me will be, a, you know, to have a positive image. Of course, they're going to be contentious moments or it wouldn't be reality TV. You right. Know? And it wouldn't be fun. People are not going to watch it if we're just holding hands singing Kumbaya the whole time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Tamika, tell us a little bit more about it. So we know it's going to uh, premiere on WeTV in February. Yeah. It's called Bold and Bougie, a title that I love. Who is going to be on there with you? 
So bold and bougie is basically like all reality shows. People don't realize they're all the same. Mm. And they're this that they follow the lives of who, whomever the stars are. So they follow my life. They follow um, the life of Princess uh, Banton Lofters. She was one of the founding um, producers for The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Goshe Hawkins, she's a, she was formerly a hairstylist, but she owns restaurants now. So she's a, a restaurant entrepreneur. Um, Crystal Smith, who was formerly married to Neo. Mm-hmm. And Malaysia Pargo, none other than Malaysia, who was on Basketball Wives. Wow. So this is going to be an interesting group. So how are you? So you were talking about how you were portrayed to make it. And that's the thing that I wanted to ask you with all of the things that people have said and in and, and mm-hmm. all of the, the kinds of uh, portrayals that you have in the media. Was this a way for you to be able to control the narrative a little bit more than before? You know, I I'm hoping it is. But again, like like when you do when you do a reality show, you film a bunch of scenes and you film, you know, you film yourself doing your businesses, your life, your family, your whatever you're working on. Then you have scenes you have to film with your cast. Right. And that's always left up to editing because it can seem like a contentious moment and they can make it look worse, you know, by editing and and like awkward pauses. And they can say, hmm. That was shady and it might not have been shady because, you know, so you right. never know part I'm nervous about. Right. I'm about um, just hoping that everything looks cool. I mean, I'm outspoken. So, child, <laughs> I will say it on my mind. <laughs> so we hope it comes off good. It's whatever. Where do you feel that you were the most maligned? Because I feel like over the years, there are people that have developed their ideas about who you are. They've developed ideas about your marriage to Usher. They've developed ideas about you in in all sorts of ways. And of course, this is water under the bridge to a certain degree, but you two share a family. You share two sons together. So in terms Mm -hmm. of how things are in 2024, uh, where do you feel that people need to think of you in a different way? way you know it's funny i don't even know where the spiral started and how people were perceiving me but i don't know it's it's just strange i think people just i think it was um, you know the media would say one thing and then another media outlet would pick it up and run with it and i think people are really naive in that they believe everything they read right (laughs) of course it could be the most crazy story and you'll hear people repeating it. That's why when I hear gossip now, I'm like, do not repeat that unless you know, you know, unless you were there or you have an intimate fact of what really happened. Because people will take the craziest story like, you know, I heard she doesn't have a leg. Like it'll be anything. (laughs) (laughs) It could be the most random idea. Hey, she's really a man. I'm like, dang, I'm having kids. I don't know. (laughs) So like people would make up so many crazy stories, but um, I don't worry about what people say. How about that? Right, right. I really got over that. Like I, I think um, you know, having gone through all that so much, it's kind of given me a tough shell where I'm like, whatever they talked about Jesus. <laughs> right, right. Understand, understandable. Will this show clear up some of those misconceptions? Do you think? God, I hope so. I really do. I hope I hope it does. And I hope it makes it clear. Like, you know, I've been a business person for a long time. Um, I've been having projects and, you know, I'm a creative person. So I design, 
Um, I'm a writer. I'm an author. I've authored two books, working on my third, a children's book that'll be coming very soon in the next month. Hopefully they'll see like, yo, she's really independent and she does things, you know, her way. Is she outspoken? Is she funny? Does she laugh at every damn thing? Yes, that is me. (laughs) I I am that way, so... Well, I know at this point you have a blended family, you're co-parenting. How is that going? Because we were talking about Usher, of course, being in the Super Bowl, which is coming February 11th. So in uh, 2024, how is the co-parenting going? Because now your sons are, are they teenagers now, Tamika? Big. My sons are big. 15 and 16. I can't believe it. It seems like just yesterday. I know. They're they're grown. They're grown, grown, grown. Um, Everything's going good. I mean, everything is fine. And that's another misconception. It, I think that the world wants to believe that we just like, and we're not, you know what I mean? We, we are in a good place. We're cool. I'm excited about him doing the Super Bowl. I'm, you know, I'm rooting for him all the way. So. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm sure it's going to. And hopefully he's also rooting for you and all the things that you are doing. And one of those is a clothing line. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, I have a clothing line called Eli Kish. And it is named um, after my son who passed away, Kyle. So it's Kyle Ish backwards. It's mm-hmm. Eli. It's his, his name was Kyle Ishmael. Um, it's luxury loungewear. Like it's, um, it's resort wear, but I always say it's stuff you can wear from the couch to the cabana. Um, so I have a combination of all your slinky caftans and cute out airport outfits. But then now I'm introducing athleisure, which is all your sweats that you can wear with heels or sneakers, so you can go to the gym or to a, a bar if you want to in the in these clothes. So, yeah, they're very comfortable, sustainable, made in the USA. Well, you know what is great? I find that as I get older, I like a jumpsuit. I like a matching set. And, I mean, <laughs> I think I'm in my caftan era at this point because they're comfortable. It's always right. great when you could just put on one thing. That's what I have to say. A good moo-moo. Never heard anybody. (laughs) It definitely did not. Now, you mentioned your your son, um, Kyle Glover, who passed away at the age of 11 uh, in a drowning incident on Lake Lanier in Atlanta uh, in 2002, I believe. It was 2012. 2012. I'm so sorry. No, he didn't drown. He was in a boating accident. He was actually resting on a tube, you know, mm-hmm. the inner tube mm-hmm. to relax and play around on. And he was hit by a jet ski mm. passing by with someone um, that was a family friend um, of his, of his dad. And the person made a mistake and, and ran into the kids on the, on the tube and he didn't drown. He, he was alive. Well, he was barely alive on life support for two weeks. And his heart finally stopped after mm. two weeks. That's it's, again another misconception is that like we, we took him off life support. Not true. I would never. If it were up to me, he'd be on life support today. Right. <laughs> you know, I would right. feel yeah, yeah, I had tons of patients and um yeah, so Kyle um transitioned in twenty twelve. And that was the month of July. So that's why now the foundation I have, the Kyle's World Foundation, the month of July is always devoted to Kyle. We do camps. And all kinds of activities for kids in underserved communities. Wonderful. So, uh, uh, I mean, it, to, to take something that tragic and, and to find something positive out of that. Um, and, I, and I'm and i sorry, I did mean to interrupt you. Please continue. Okay. 
No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm just going on and on. When I start talking about Kyle, it's hard to cut me off. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh, I completely understand. Yeah. I, but I wanted yeah. to ask about the advocacy that you were doing um, with Lake Lanier and that uh, if you want to tell us about why you have gotten involved in um trying to make sure that Lake Lanier gets drained because there are issues and have been issues on that particular body of water. Um, Obviously, your son and other people uh, who have passed away on that particular body of water in Atlanta. Yeah, Lake Lanier is the deadliest lake in Georgia. But to to that point, it's also the largest lake in Georgia. Um, There are a lot of safety mandates that they need to tighten up. Um, they don't have proper zoning of that lake. You know, there's no way that you should be able to be resting on an inner tube, you know, going at, you know, 20 miles per hour, 15 miles, you know, relaxing, enjoying the sun and someone zip by on a jet ski. They shouldn't be in the same zones. There should be speed, you know, speed limits for certain zones. Furthermore, there are dangerous areas of the lake, apparently, because there's lots of drownings. There are lots of boating accidents and so many fatalities, you know, too many to count. So I am proposing that they actually not drain it completely because it is a source of water. There's a lot of utilitarian uses um, like we have, um, what do you call it? Hydroelectricity that they get from the lake. So Mm -hmm. the source of power. But I think they do need to take measures to make it more safe. They need to, you know, they do need to drudge some of the um, debris from the bottom because there was a town called Oscarville, mm-hmm. which was a black town, thriving black town where, you know, we had farms and churches and businesses and they kind of, you know, ran them out. The night Riders came, ran, ran the blacks out. And then here we go. We have the, you know, the building of this lake. Right. The lake, 30 miles. Oscarville is probably only a couple of miles. But the point being is, I just think, you know, how you start something is kind of how it finishes, you know. Right. And I think they started with the right intentions and they didn't do it the right way. And so we have so many, you know, thousands of fatalities. And I mean, people have gotten electrocuted. People have drowned that can swim. People have literally gotten lost in a lake where they still haven't found their bodies. Like mm. it's really, it's kind of creepy and crazy. Right. So I'm just asking for changes and more safety measures to happen. And they do have to drain it a bit in order to do the excavation process and to survey it. Tamika, how can we support that effort? Please. I have a, a petition on change.org. And if you look up Lake Lanier and it's L-A-N-I-E-R. Am I spelling you right? Because I can't even yeah, say that word. I believe so. Yes. Uh, Lake L-A-N-I-E-R, Lake Lanier. So um, it's the petition says drain Lake Lanier. It's, I had to be provocative. I had to get people's attention. And I just I'm looking for as many signatures to support my efforts. Um, the last thing I will say about it is that the governor at the time was Nathan Deal. He signed an, a Boaters Act, is the Kyle Glover Boater Education Act, which is supposed to require people operating a personal watercraft to do like a class. Well, they haven't really been enforcing that. So I'd like to try to make that a law. So I, you know, I will be soon trying to, you know, meet with lobbyists and try to get that turned into actual law. Well, more power to you on that one. And I believe you have a son, Ryan, who played football for University of Pennsylvania and is a Penn graduate. 
Absolutely. He's a double PIM graduate. He graduated in finance and then he just last year graduated with a law degree. Well, congratulations. <laughs> was a quarterback at Penn. And my son was the, the only black quarterback for a while in the Ivy Leagues. He's he's an amazing person. He works for Morgan Stanley now. He's in finance. But yeah, he's a he's a bad one. <laughs> Wonderful. Congratulations on that and yes. on everything, Tamika. And Thank we you. will see you on Bold and Bougie. And that's going to premiere. The 15th. That is going to premiere on February 15th on WeTV. We'll have to have you come back and talk about it once we start seeing the episode so we can find out everything oh, that God. is going on. <laughs> I'm scared. No, I, I, I mean, with that, with that cast, I think that it's going to be provocative, interesting, but we will definitely have you back to talk about it once it airs for sure. Y'all root for me, man. You know... <laughs> Listen, reality TV can make you look so mean and so nuts. And I promise you, I'm not crazy or mean. Just root for me, y'all. <laughs> and where can we follow you on social media? On at Tamika Foster on Instagram. And I think, I don't know my Facebook. I believe it's Tamika Foster or Tamika Raymond. Wonderful. Um, not quite sure, but definitely at Tamika Foster on Insta. And look for Bold and Bougie on WeTV starting on February 15th. Tamika Foster Raymond, thank you so much for being with us on Reality Check today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 